Hello, this is Norma Sheehan from the Heal Your Hole podcast, asking you to heal my hole for a change. The hole in my pocket. It's just a small one-off payment, no subscriptions, takes 30 seconds to do apparently. So you need to follow the support this show link in the show description. And every payment increases my healing power. So I can continue to tend to your lazy holes, hairy holes, needy holes, itchy holes, money holes, smelly holes, arseholes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to episode number 62 of the Heal Your Whole podcast with myself, Norma Sheehan, where we will look at all the various holes in your life, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, comical, sexual, and we give them all a good scene too. Last week we did Yogi Hole with Dior O'Rourke and her website is flow4life, the digit 4.ie and she's also dflow for life on Instagram and you can check out her classes online, her weekends away to Glen Castle or Italy and she does classes in the calm rooms in Mon- Town, she's wonderful. So I had a laugh. But this week I have another treat for you. Sit back and enjoy this one. It is Joe Conlon, who plays the lead in the Gaiety Panto every year. He is a phenomenal performer, singer, legend. Uh, We talk about gay pride, we talk about theatre and we talk about life. Just sit back. I couldn't cut any of it because he doesn't say anything boring. So basically, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So I'm uber, uber excited here to be with one of my idols of the stage for many, many, many years, uh, Joe Conlon. If you think of the theatre and I suppose mostly pantomime really is what you're renowned for, you are the queen, the dame, you are the absolute pinnacle in Ireland of Christmas entertainment. Hello, Joe Conlon. Hello, Norma. Lovely to speak to you today. How are you? I am absolutely... I'm just so happy to be here because, like, I'm a fan. Oh, stop. No, no, I am. I know we're friends, kind of, like, do you so know... But my I, mother and she's in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but I used... Like, I saw many pantos before I got to know you. Mm. And you just are electric on stage. I, you know, thank you for that lovely introduction. But I think... Um, when you say something like that, you're always part of a team, and uh, there's something very magical about the Gaiety Theatre, its building, its stage, and the magic of pantomime, which I always say is the first introduction of young children to theatre. And I've been so blessed. My first panto was 17 years of age in there as a dancer in Red Riding Hood. And to say that I'm playing the Gaiety's Panto Dame is a great honour as an actor to follow that role. Uh, and it's tradition. The tradition is very important. And I'm real one about tradition and the Gaiety Panto and its tradition. But when I, like the last one we did was Aladdin and it's costumes, it's sets, it's magic. Like I sit on the side of the wings on stage right Right, yeah, and watch some of the stuff because stage left there's a lot of goings on and 
uh, and stage right's a different side, but it, it there's a bit of space to sit because you're not normally allowed to stay, hang around. There's so much going on, and I've loads of changes. But when I've time out, I, I sit on the side of the stage near my stage director, Donna Leonard, and just watch it and watch my colleagues and listen. And, and it's a, you know, as an actor to to be part of something like that, it's a great honour. And I, I think it, it's the Gaty tradition. It's a Dublin tradition. It's a city tradition. And it's an Irish tradition because uh, most people you. around the country yeah. make the big trip up somewhere in December or January or Jesus could be February. And um, I think also that the pantomimes have reached a level of musical quality in the last few years. Uh, I am blown I, away yeah. by the acting. There's no more now. Yes, you have to have the in-jokes with the audience. Yes. yes, you have to throw in he's behind you. You have yes. to at some point because yes. people will be disappointed. But I am blown away, particularly in the last few years, where my kids are starting to get older, where they shouldn't want to go to Pantos, mm-hmm. but they keep wanting to go back. Why? Because it's at a West End or Broadway level. And you know what, Nora, that, that's down to our producer, Caroline Downey. <coughs> Excuse me. Caroline Downey, Caroline, one of my favourite women in the she, She's the most loveliest person, and not because I work for her, but as a producer, she sits back and lets it happen. She gives rein to our creative director, Darren Crosby, Peter Beckett, music, and Paulie McCall looks after costumes, and all Vinnie Bell, the set designer, construction, all those people. But she wants it right. She won't like let anything go. It's just why is that not working? Where uh, costume? She's she's in the middle of it, and I think thanks to her and the creative team that they've turned it around and brought it to the present time. And you're right, would you say about the young people? Those young people got the video wall up the back, the screen. Yeah, they want the more ma- now. Their attention They want more. They, t- they have to have, they've short retention spans due to social media, so Absolutely. it has to be go, go, go. And actually, I worked on a, she was the producer on um, a Martin McDonough play I did yes. the Gaiety, my only time acting in the Gaiety. Yeah. And again, I could sense her professionalism. Oh, absolutely. Her involvement, her, her attention to detail. And I'm glad you made that point about the, the country folk coming up to Dublin because every year it, I get lists of requests and I get the most beautiful handwritten letters from people of an age from the country going, we were back again and we would like to say thank you very much. And we're in and what's happening is the, the grandparents are getting gifts for their children and grandchildren and as a gift for next Christmas. And th- then the diaspora that have moved away were coming home for Christmas, flights booked, what day are we going to the panto? Yeah, yeah. So the gate has not lost that tradition because it's not a Dublin thing. You're so right. Oh, listen, I'm a complete bogger. Absolutely. Like it's, it's, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and now I, we I, do support... Oh, sorry, a little trumpet blowing here now. Go. You said you started on Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. My first panto was at the age of 11 playing Little Red Riding Hood in the Cork Opera House. Oh my God. With Bella O'Connell, Chan Maya, Paddy Comfort... Um, God, I can't remember her name. Oh my God, she was a legend. Oh, I don't remember it later. Like Michael McCarthy, Elaine Carlyle. I don't know if you know any of these people because uh, there's lots here. of Parkonians. I played Buttons in the Cork Opera House production of Cinderella with Elaine Carlyle as Cinderella. Wow. I did two productions and Rebecca Storm as Cinderella. Oh, stop. And I tell you about learning your craft. You know when we, I've been doing some upskilling during this COVID pandemic, uh, online and all that had to do it because I not to have I wanted to do it. So I've been upskilling on various things, right? Including writing. But 
Because you never stop. You, you, uh, no. You have too much energy for one Absolutely, person. Absolutely, yeah. right? And I've started this creative skill of writing and I've just loved it. But it's uh, therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. And all the degrees you have with with theatre going spending years in college you do nowadays need something to stand back and have something to hold on to but my my learning skills were standing on stage with Billa O'Connor and Paddy Comfort their comic timing oh. oh my god oh my god oh my god like they had me in creases one night they started to ad lib I went oh sweet god where are they going yeah. so I went with it yeah. we know as actors something goes yeah. amiss we know how to ad lib and get ourselves yeah. out of it. oh you're the, you're, you're the master of that uh, I mean <laughs> thank you but I was in the middle of the two of them and they were oh bye what's he up to today I don't know sister what can we do with a little scut and I'm going where's this text coming from so I laugh so much the audience start to laugh yeah. oh, da, da, da. Yeah. and to work with two people like that to watch Maureen Potter on stage yeah oh stop the late Danny Cummins as well and that's how I learned a majority of my craft on the side stage watching these people to be on stage with Paddy and Billa you know like oh my god just and that's how you learn stuff I still have a little bracelet that Billa gave me at the end of the run something like Dear Norm a little riding it on the year engraved on it now it's it's, Jesus so old now at this stage but I have it at the bottom of my jewellery box I I will never forget that. No, you, 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 you don't. don't. And I have a wallet for my passport and stuff when I go away. And Maureen Potter gave it to me one year. I still have it. Everywhere I go, passport into that wallet. And I take it with me everywhere I go. And that's why that learning process, I think, for young people. I go to the theatre a lot on my own. And the reason I go on my own is I will gain knowledge rather than my colleagues going, What's this on about? Uh, yeah. When is the half time? No, it's yeah. the interval, not the half time. You're not at a football match. Yeah. Get over. So I got Aaron Monaghan. I'm a great fan of Aaron Monaghan. Oh, so am I. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful talent. Yeah. Drew'd have put on some great work over the COVID. And not long. He's Drew, no. He's no ego. No, he's just. Uh, when I saw him, I was it Henry, the, Henry the Third or uh, one of the Henrys, in Shakespeare in the Abbey. I was like going Ruth Negger in the Gate. Oh yeah, playing um, uh, Macbeth was it? <laughs> One of them. Hello, I hope you're not listening. Please excuse us. We're still available for gigs. Our contacts are. This is Ruth Negga, who's who like we both know, oh, and she's sweet. been nominated for Oscars, Oscars, and and Iftis and and the Washing Line Awards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, was truly what she did a soliloquy or something. It just. Uh, like gone and Aoife Duffin oh my abandoned her, herself on stage like just when you go blowing. to stuff like that and I think as an actor and I don't even like Shakespeare I'll be straight up with you no, oh, you I think it's not, shite. but she made it more believable oh yeah and understandable I saw Dennis Conway do a Richard Donkey's years oh, ago oh my god and he, I think he did it in his own accent and I understand every word and if it's not like that now if I can't understand what people are trying to get across, then I, I, I'm just you gonna, get lost. You get itchy, and, and and not taken away from those big houses and those big companies and funding and all that. There are others, other venues like unfortunately it's gone now. Would be theatre upstairs, right. the Viking, yeah, yeah, all yeah. those little. I, I'd had the privilege of working in both those houses over the years, and. Th- th- when you play to big houses like 1300 and and then you go into a space where the audience they're literally up your hula hula hala yeah, you go yeah. oh no 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 you can cope with this and yeah. I found those both experiences very challenging yeah. 
but rewarding going okay you have to change your voice projection you have to pull it all back yeah so inside in the gaiety you're playing to up to 1300 people absolutely and by god Caroline Downey will make sure there's no empty seats in those houses no absolutely and people can you can you can you can say what you want about Panto but I don't know, do you do 100 shows? We, we, the last one we did was 98 shows. Yeah, 98 shows. And they will all be uh, like probably capacity 90%, 90% capacity Absolutely. on Absolutely. average. There yeah. might be an empty one on a Tuesday at 11am or something like that that isn't yeah. fun. Yeah. But, but 100 shows, like mm. that's a business. That's, that's yeah. a machine. And people, things like that, apparently if you talk to theatres... They say shows like that and shows like, say, say the Martin McDonough that fills out. Yes, says, yeah. They fund the, the kind of willy-nilly creative uh, stuff they fund that you give upkeep, a chance to. Absolutely. The upkeep of, of those theatres yeah. for the rest of the year. Yeah. Revenue, electricity, all that type yeah. of thing. And we need more of that yeah. in our, in our um, industry. We need awards for Panto as well, by the way. Come here. You know... I'm, I'm glad you said that w- without being arrogant and conceited because it, it's now it's only been recognised as an art form. comedy because I thought I was a serious actor but apparently I'm a bit funny looking and funny sounding. <laughs> so I got pushed towards more comedy. Yeah. Very hard. You'd want to be in Bridesmaids before you get nominated yeah. for comedy, right? Yes, absolutely. Panto is even tougher Yeah. to get yeah. recognised that you're a truly perform but if you can lie down and lose a bit of weight and potentially look like you're going to slash your wrists because you uh, you know you were abused <laughs> yeah. then you get an award yes because prior to each performance I and, and some of my guys I'm in say it's an 11 o'clock show so I'm in at half eight. Oh, stop it and the you're theater. there till midnight that night and, and, and the rest there till quarter past nine that evening so when I'm there the night before I leave all my food prep ready right. and go into the theatre. And You're an I, athlete. You're a freaking yeah, athlete. I do my workouts in there, weights and all that before they come in. Then we do a general workout with every company workout. By the way, this man is so, so fit. And I I don't know your age and I'm not going to ask you. No, I, I have no problem. I'm 61. I'll be, <laughs> I'm 62 in the 5th of September. I don't have but a problem with my age. why are you getting age. younger looking and younger looking? I, it's, I, <laughs> and I'm not blowing your trumpet here now. No, like I don't know. You know, I, I, it might be my genes. My background is I'm adopted. So oh. I have a twin brother and he's a priest. And there's five of us in our family. And we're all adopted from different families, but adopted into the one family. Were you with your twin brother? Yes. So I have twin brothers. I have twin sisters. And you're a twin. And I'm a twin. And then I have an older brother. And we were all adopted into the one family. Three lots of twins and one more. Two, two, two lots, lots of, of twins, twins and an older brother. Yeah. So five in total. Five. Okay, because I have twins and another one. Twins are twins. Yeah. Are, so are you identical or non-identical? No. Well, people say we are, but I don't see it. My twin sisters are. They're from a uh, French background and all that. My brother's Dublin and we're Dublin. And so to get back to the younger thing, I don't know what the gene is. Right. Um, and, but, uh, and that's a great thing but I'm very fortunate that I do look after myself I love running I, you, when I, I finish, see you on Instagram yeah um, panto, panto, panto pump panto pump and yeah, when pump. I finish here I, I'm going to go jogging now and then I'll do my weights later on my food I have a good diet and all that and, I suppose uh, to, to look well in all those gunas you have to look, you know like that said you could hide your blubber under the gunas as well uh, if but then it. at the end of the run I say to Pauline McCall, I said, Pauline, there's something wrong with my costume. You're losing weight, you dope. You're like, dope. Uh, I, this is very true, Pauline. Yeah. How many shows have we done? Yeah. So you tend to lose it. And you Adrenaline as well. Oh, big time, big so, time. Yeah. And then you have to build all that back up again. So when that panto finishes around January, 
I then give a bit of body and vocal rest because my vocal warm-ups and all that, no alcohol. Just, yeah. And then I get back on track then around the end of February and start building it up again. Okay. You know, not to say that I would be asked back yeah. because we know every show it's our last gig until you yeah. get that call. Yeah. So yeah. nothing is for definite, you know what I mean? And you move on to, I get a call Joe, we need to have a chat with you about costumes can come around and all that. Right, okay. You know. And just because we've gay Pride Month, mm. I suppose we, we pantomime is, we've got carried away there. I'm so excited no, by it. Oh, it's great. But um, growing up in a family with twins, twins and another one. Yeah. When did you know about your sexuality? Do you know what? I always knew that I was gay. Hail Rain or so. I you, always you re- never remember thinking I, otherwise. I've never remembered anything else. So I'm always quite open and listen to discussions and debates about, um, I just realised, or and e- each and every one to their own here, right? Mm. But I'm very confused sometimes when I hear someone, I'm, I'm coming out because I'm, I'm late coming out and or I've gone through this and that. But it's innate. It's in your DNA. It's yeah. there. And I, as a young lad, I'd say I was a little bit light on my loafers. Right. For the want of a better word, yeah. hopping around and but it wasn't a good time, I'll be honest, when I was coming up in the seventies and eighties and oh my God, I, I don't know how you're that you're uh, not bet down from surviving those decades. Yeah, I found it hard. Now one thing I've never done, Norma, I've never come out. And I tell you why I say that to you. I've never felt any reason to go, Hello everybody, I'm gay. I just going and the reason I say that is accept me as I am. Right. You know, so you know with all this they, we, I identify as this and the other do you think absolutely everyone be what you want to be? I'm totally confused by that, right? You're confused. I right? really am and to be honest I don't understand it yeah. but yes each and every one to their own Totally. and I might have an opinion about oh I'm not comfortable about that I don't understand that and oh God but it's not your problem it's not my problem yeah. I'm entitled to an opinion but it's not a problem yeah. that's their life except them you can be in the company yeah. of someone who is transing and all that and changing yeah. over and going I don't understand it but I respect and okay. that's what you have to do with anyone and I do nowadays. think people my age and older who are finding it tricky and we think we're wise and we think we know it all and if we are confused and feel oh jeez I can't open my mouth anymore I'm always saying the wrong thing you know I was thinking maybe I should shut up for a while and listen. I think they're very wise words because I was talking to some friends months ago and got I'm not I'm not I'm not getting this lads just get over this what and I sit back and listen and look observe and listen to the knowledge get that knowledge Mm. and understand it. I hate to say, but I don't think our country is ready. I think there's a lot of bigotry going on in our mm. country. Now, the, my kids are in primary school and they're yeah. in Educate Together. Great. So this is the most open environment you can imagine. Great. So there's one class in particular. My daughter isn't in that class, but she said, look, the majority of her friends in that class are bisexual. And mm. she, she was saying to me, you know, that she was saying, you know, it's one in five is just a statistic. Mm. But she said, sure, they're all just experimenting. It's hormones. And isn't that fabulous? Yeah. So whether it's one of them going, I'm going through my boy hating phase. So I love my girlfriends and I love platinum girls and whatever. Absolutely. So they're just going with the flow. Yeah. And isn't it fantastic? I think the world is a bigger and brighter and better place for that. fabulous. Each and everyone should be accepted. Yeah. When you listen to older gay people talking about their experience. I had one very, very bad experience. Going to the gatey, the old stage door, the one down the end of the lane. And I'm going into the show. And I had a member who worked in-house as a technical crew said the most horrendous things to me. 
behind I woke up so the lady. wasn't a stranger just being No, me. no. A technical who's used to work in that theatre, gone now for years. And I was only a young lad, 20 odd. And they said the most horrendous things to me. And I'd go in and my dressing room at the time was stage left, up. And I remember someone saying to me, are you okay, Joey? Something called me Joey. And I said, yeah, I'm fine. You're not. You're not. You know, I said, I'll tell you later, which I didn't. And the reason I didn't, I just... Get ready to get ready for work. Yes, no, park, right? it, park, park it. Park it. Get on stage, do it. And that colleague said, Joey, we go for... I said, no, I'm going to go home. My voice is a bit tired. Feel. And I didn't want to discuss it because I was really hurt. You weren't ready. And I wasn't ready to discuss it. I'd never have. Yeah. But that's the only thing now that did sort of dent my upbringing, me as a person and coming you, up. you with a family with adopted, had you an open household, as open as it could possibly be? No, no, no okay. very different. Right, okay. Very different. I had a mother, the most amazing person, who would be very liberal and open to stuff like that, but wasn't discussed yeah. in those times. Of course it wasn't. Just don't... Like, I'm younger than you, and it, you did not... Don't mention they, it. Like, not only was there the only gay in the village... There was no gays in Ireland as no. far as I... No, like you're looking over the shoulder all the time. There was two, I think they were Swedish or German, there was two women lived in a house down near Fountainstown and that was the only two homosexual people I knew in the county of yeah. Cork. Yeah, And then I came to Dublin, to UCD, to do commerce and I ran off to the Drama Society because I, that's where my heart yes, was. Yes, absolutely. I was very confused. Yes. There was a load of people down there who weren't good at acting, mm. weren't particularly good at anything, and then I realised, this is yeah, a safe absolutely. bubble. Yeah. He's wearing green leather pants that I wouldn't put in Oxfam. Yeah. She's got seven colours in her hair. Yeah, her. taking the words going, out of my mouth. So yeah. I was heading off to do commerce with nobody. From, I was the only one from 400 people in Drama Society. Do so commerce. 400 yeah. people in commerce. Yes. Only, I was the only one down in the Drama Society. What a beautiful environment and safe place so you must have found that with the theatre when you found yourself I just when I went to my theatre community and colleagues it was like going I'm at home here not because of my sexuality but because I can be who I am here Mm. I can be who I am like I was in Pirates of Penzance and another GNS produced by Noel Pearson at the time And, and Pirates was like all these Pirates had just like opened the closet and went Oh, Jesus Christ. All these gay pirates. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The majority, Now, the majority of them were gay. John Cavanagh, Nile Buggy, um, and the amazing and wonderful Anita Reeves, Lord of Mercy on her, were all in the cast. And it was amazing production. went on for months and months. But I was 20-odd, and we had a production manager called Yvette Halley. And everyone, because I was the smallest at the time, I still am, the Little Joey. So I was known as Little Joey. Joan Bergen designing costumes going, oh. I, I need to perm your hair and colour your hair. Is that okay, Joe? Yeah, yes, Joan. Is that where your hair went, Joe? Yeah, that's, yes, <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> do, do, do. Um, but a vet Halley, you say, Joey, Joey, got, where are you going now? I, am I going next? No, go home, you. Go. Looking after you. Do you know what I mean? Because she knows me from a really young age. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going, watching you, mind, mind yourself yeah, now and yeah. all that. But you're so right to go into that environment and that acceptability of going, no one's going to judge me here. I'll be fine. Yeah. But I hate saying it was dreadful during those 70s and 80s and early 90s going, looking over your shoulder, but like, like... Yeah, because you could get beaten up. You could just, and to be seen, and prior to... You could get arrested. Oh, God. And prior to this... This chat today, which is just a joy and a pleasure to do, I saw two lads holding hands, I walking know. through Tanamut, 
Jesus Christ, isn't this yeah, great? Yeah. Isn't this just like... And can, can I be honest, I'm loving seeing girls holding hands. Because Look at... A couple of years ago... Uh, come here, don't Boys, mention. it was cool to be gay. Absolutely. Suddenly, people of my mother's generation, suddenly they wanted the gay hairdresser, they wanted to go to the gay friends party. The gay was cool. Lesbian was still not being accepted. No. Were, like, women were knocking lesbians. That is it. Like, and and, and I won't even say the names they were being and, called. And part of it was that dogmatic attitude from the church. Yeah. The church were at yeah. fault here. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. There's no, I call a spade a spade here. Pontificating mm. to us. Uh, as church now uh, from the pulpit my late mother would go over to the university church on St Stephen's Green and she came home one day and she had her little routine she was a very very strong great woman and but reserved in her way from Galway and all that had a lovely upbringing and a lovely family and her, and her mum was my beautiful grandmother to me but she came home from Mass one day and I came in from whatever and she was making her cup of tea and she says wait till I tell you Joe." I said you're right Nora she said um, father whatever his name was says, told us this morning we're not to be looking at soaps and all those type of television programs they're not good the Lord would not be happy the Lord and I went jeez what's it program is he on what page is he on says well i don't know but i won't be going back to him anymore ah brilliant and i went well and what about your friends because they a few friends would meet out after mass wait did i tell you what are you doing oh i won't be going back in there again the cheeky so i said i go over to our first street great and she did and a different community of priests right and i think that is why the church is where it is yeah, it's in trouble. Like it's it's in, in huge trouble. Yeah, yeah. And I personally don't go to Mass, but I'm very spiritual, Norma. Oh, I, we all need something I'm for ex- our dark days. And it has helped me privately. Yeah. And personally, over the last two years with a cancer diagnosis I had and prostate cancer, I'm doing great now. Everything is great. But that has helped me, that Zen moment of zenning out with um, Deepak Chopra. He does these meditation yeah, classes. Yeah. Going down to Clarendon Street when it was open, just to go into a corner and sit and just zen out and light a candle yeah. and that will help me till my last day in this earth yeah. but not rushing to a church oh, sure I've, I've an uncle who's a brother um brother dan well, they know him as brother nicholas in the, the community work, yeah oh i love being in his presence yes the man wouldn't kill a fly yeah he will never harm someone yes and he's given every moment of his life to improving other people's lives yeah. right so there are good souls out there uh, did you, you say your twin brother yes is a priest <laughs> as well you know, is, is he in Ireland? Uh, he's in Dublin. He's in a community. I don't really sort of know because he yeah. goes off and does his thing. And, okay, but he's happy. Know, he's ha- does his thing. And, Perfect. You know, because priests are getting hammered as well. Unfortunately, the ones who are doing good work. And I see, that's the problem. They're all getting tired with the one brush. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there are good priests out there. And community priests who go into the community. Yeah. And there's a, a lovely priest in the Carmelite community in Warfare Street, Father Bernard. I know he's still over there. He's the most beautiful man. Mm. he's just colour robes aside he's the most beautiful human being and that's when I look at him and go that's why he's a priest that's what yeah. priests should be about yeah. that understanding he's, he's, he's walking he's floating around he's, in, he's enlightened oh and, big time and also some of those kind of people they're not afraid of death either because no. they, they understand I've so no they, fear of that at all so they've no fear no, of the no. homeless they've no fear of no. you know, anything so it's you know and that's why going back do you back, have no fear of death did you say? no none at all yeah, I, 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 no I don't I kind I, no. of get you because when I was 
diagnosed with the cancer from Barry Maguire, the urologist. He's just sort of, okay, it was after when the panthers come back for results. Okay, we have found cancer. I went, okay, so there's certain levels that you're at the top. I said, I'll always go to the top. Hello. I don't <laughs> and, he goes, and he's talking to me. and he's, So I went, sort of went pale, hits you, shock. I went, oh, Christ. I said, can I ask you a question? He says, is this curtains? He was, what, Joe? Says, curtains? It, it, it's curtains and final curtain out there. Jesus, it is not. Do, sec- do I have to do a second bow? You know, I have a few more gigs coming up. Joe Conlon, it is not. So you just have a journey to go on. It's going to be a bit challenging. Yeah. And da 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 da, you'll be fine. I am fine. Two years down. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So sometimes it's like giving a car a good service. Rather yeah, absolutely. Than and I'm, I'm very adamant, uh, I'm very I'm vocal, too, maybe too much vocal, vocalising about men's health. Yeah. It's, and you're right, which is a, get the car fixed. Check fixed, your bits. Check, check, check your check bits. Check your bits. Go, all men should go to your GP and get your MOT. Yeah. That's how I was diagnosed because I go to my GP. Same with heart things. When I see people getting heart scares and then they go on for another 10 years without a blip because... Oh, just, yeah. I went over recently to get my eyes done. Why, just get them checked because your eyes can tell you what your cholesterol's about all the time. Really? Think, yes. I found that a few years ago, your cholesterol's a bit off. You need to go to your GP. I went, oh God, your retina, I've got them all cleaned. And so the eye is a, is a, is a, is a, is a mirror to the... To what's going on behind. Away. Huge. Because I think you've an onus to yourself. Yeah. Male or female to be responsible for your own well-being yeah. and your mental well-being and your health. Because would you believe, like, I, I've very good vision, but I've started to not be able to read tiny ingredients at the side of things, yeah. right? But when I'm living healthily, and I'm only saying this, I thought I was meant, crazy to say it, but my vision is better when I'm feeling good and I'm having a healthy week as opposed to a week where I'm rushing, rushing, stressed and just living off this. That's your mental health. Because when you're in that good my, space, my, my vision and my eyes is much better. You're bouncing around. You're not. I wake up with crust on my eyes and yeah. pain in my eyes and tired. You need to go and if, get them checked if I'm stressed and whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But if I'm having a zen week and whatever, it's just totally. It's like when I must do that. I must. When you do it, you clear that space. Great. There you can see the floor. Done that. Park it now onto the next one. I did it on Sunday. Went up to my office. Gone. To do that now at your time, send some emails, double check stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I start doing some stuff, yeah. um, admin stuff, get all out of the way. So you decluttered. Decluttered. Now they're still there, but going, okay, that's there, that's there. And the same in your head. Yeah. You know, the walk I will do tonight will be 35 minutes. Yeah. And I'll just come back, quick shower, clean up, go to bed, zen okay. out. It's just important. Is Panto coming back this year? Come here. Scoop. Is it? The Panto will happen. Oh my God! 
there's the hope. Little there's Mermaid. Hope. She reason it didn't happen last year. She wasn't up to the swimming. Oh, she wasn't. No, unfortunately, she was in the alarm brands and the old rubber ring. Oh, and she wasn't really. Caroline of the Downies was having a stroke. Yeah. I'd frocks ready. I went. I'll kill her. I'll kill that little mermaid. So. Yeah. It will be moving in some capacity. Yeah, it will happen yeah. because this is no ordinary panto. This is no ordinary panto. It's the gaiety panto. Oh my God. So it's happening. It will happen. The yeah. children need to be ready. The adults, the big adults, children. Let, let the theatre community happen. We need to. We're a little bit different than across the water in the West End and all those wonderful theatres over there that we're going, oh, we're not in a hurry. We're, that's part of our Irish DNA. And that then we're going to open up. We're here. Like, yeah. we can't wait to get back. But you know what? We'll all be well vaccinated by Christmas. Like, at the rate they're doing mighty work. And we, we love to knock they, our own and knock the system. Absolutely. Knock but we're actually doing mighty. I think mighty our government and I put my hand up going. I was yeah. giving out months. Oh, will you come I on? Slagged I slagged and slagged and slagged. Oh, and knocked so and knocked did and I. But in their defence, they've turned it around. Yeah, yeah. And the majority of people that are vaccinated yeah. and this new variant, which we will be safe from. An old saying, what is the longest way around is the shortest, shortest way, way home. home. Uh, uh, That's definitely what no, we're doing. I'm telling you now, it's happening to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, you were kind of blessed in a way that COVID started after a panto season. Yes. So I know it's been horrific for everyone involved in theatre. It's just been awful. And so many different um, industries Levels, have been, yeah. Have yeah, been and yes. not good. We can't even name them all. No. And I will be straight up going, I, I hit rock bottom now last April, May, June, yeah, with yeah. homeschooling, with work stopping, yeah. with being trapped at home, trying to build a studio, trying to stay relevant, trying to have a pulse, um, literally. Um, but my God, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I agree. To, I I put my hand up. I found it very lonely here at times. I'm home alone. I live my own. Don't have a problem. But I found it challenging. People not talking or connecting or uh, going, oh, God, God, God. Because you're a people person. I'm a yeah. huge connection with By people. By the way, if you're ever lonely in this house that we're in right now, just give me a call. Oh, <laughs> my God. It is stunorama. I'm not, I'm not going to give away information because we've got stalkers, but location, location, location. And my God, you have some taste. This is just, there's certainly no teenagers streaking fake tan around your walls and breaking stuff. But I tell you what I did learn, and I, I would always stick to this. I made sure I got out of bed every morning. By oh. half seven every morning, and I'm sure you see that on Instagram. Now, what? What's your, are you, Joe Connell on Instagram? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in, you got me through so many days. Yeah, right? when I see you all walk in the park, and I'm yeah. going, well, if Joe can do it, I, I can, can do it. it. <laughs> I just found because I live my own. I had to sort of self-motivate you know self-motivate yeah, big and acclimatise myself to go okay yeah. up at half seven and I still left my You're breakfast right. ready whatever bits which is harder off. because I had a child to bang me on the head oh yeah, big you, time you don't yeah no but there were times I'm going yeah. no no I just open that window let that air in and, and, I, and I'll stick to that that's one thing that kept me motivated yeah. stand up get out and bless myself going another day come on okay and the silence in town like was deafening. It was just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the good side, the fresh air. Yeah. The birds, the birds in my garden here going, oh my God, yeah. the, the sound of the birds, the, they're still there, thank God. But it's moving back slowly. I, I, I should have got you on a few weeks ago. I did Dirty Old Hole, Dirty Old Hole, and I went around, when it was dead around Dublin. Oh. And I went around and spoke to people who lived local or people who were cleaning the streets or yeah. people who were homeless. And yeah. I just got around a delivery men. It was, oh my God, it was grim. It yeah. was grim. 
and a few few of the shops went into and they were like, oh, well, we get some customers. Eek. Yeah. No. And, and you know, it was very sad. The people that are homeless, they weren't around. Because I see if you know a few, except there was one morning I was running back and I had a coffee and a bagel or something I had. And there's this guy at the top of my road laden down and it was starting to rain a bit and there was something quite telling about him. So he passed me and I went, oh, I said, sorry, sir, how are you doing? How are you? I said, I'm, uh, he said it was grand. I said, are you all right? And I said, it's okay to talk. I said, come here, this is a coffee. Would you like it? And he said, no, I'm grand. Are you sure now? I said, all right, I'll go and I'll get you a cup. No, I said, can I ask you where you're going? He said, just to get somewhere dry. I think these things, the rain is down, son. I think I'll find some. Yeah, yeah. I said, and what do you do with your day? And I, said, and I left that man so overwhelmed. And all he wanted to do, Norma, was talk. I know. He just, and I was going into a house. I had a roof over my head. And I had food in the fridge. Yeah. All he was looking where somewhere to put down his little stuff and stay dry and I was really overwhelmed and I just sat down going Jesus Joe you don't have any problems and I don't and cancer See, hello as, as, a, as a performer you can put yourself in his boots right so we can pretend we're I know this sounds wankery but we could pretend we're playing that part tomorrow no, you're on the street whatever absolutely there is somewhere to go to get a bowl of soup there is somewhere to go to get a coffee They will. you will get that mm. You will find a doorway, you, some, you know, but it's to have someone to talk to. And I, I, I'm only coming around to that, what you just said. You're so right. Talk to people who look oh, lonely. Can I tell you something, Norma? Sorry for crossing. Even if it's the richest person coming out of a castle, they could be lonelier that than the person in they don't have bag. Yeah. Uh, I, when I, part of my treatment with the cancer, I used to get radium treatment, right? And I got that for eight weeks, five days a week. That's too much. All right? So I had to do it. Yes. And there you go. The wonderful Professor Gerard McVeigh in the radiology well, it department. Worked, but that's a lot. Absolutely. And it was part of it. Grand. Uh, that was fine. But when you were called for your appointment, you had to go 35 minutes every call yeah. to drink this substance. And then after 35 minutes, you were brought in and they did, did the radiation. But there was one morning, one evening the girls said to me, Joe, would you do us a favour? Would you change your time to the morning? I said, any time. I live close by. Just And I said it to you, if you, if you need to change, we have someone coming up from the country. It's great. So I came in the following morning at 7.30 and waited th- 35. And the call was for 10 past eight, if not half eight, around that time. So uh, top of the morning, up at the crack on, drove over and they leave the bottle on the window. Your name is on it. And there was someone else there. So I cans in. Drank the water bit by bit by bit by bit. And as I'm sitting there listening to the radio, I heard, good morning. And I turned around and said, good morning to you, sir. And I took my cans out of my ears. And this man said, I'm sorry, I'm disturbing you. You're listening to the radio. And I said, no, sir, I am not here. And I turned off and turned around. And I said, how are you today? And I said, can I ask your name? I said, it's Joe. I said, we were just talking about you the other day, the lads. So they form a men's group because they're in the same position, treatment, all that. I said, and they were christened me, the young fella. I said, any sign of the young lad? Where's the young is he was he in earlier? We missed him and all that. And the he, the, the heel of this conversation, the crux of it was he just wanted to have a chat. That man, I can still see him. He was on radium treatment and he was on chemo. And he just wanted to have a chat. And I chat and when the girls said, Joe, we're ready for you, he said, and he said, Come here, son, thanks very much for that. I said, For what? He said the chat cost nothing Mm. and I made it a point 
of principle every time I saw him I said how are you doing how are things great to see you now my intuition was telling me and still tells me I, I think he might have passed because he was very unwell. And the more I saw that man, his gait got slower. Okay. Quite sloving me, dragging his feet. He lived on his own, right? And he was dealing with all those complexities of his health being not good. He had a son who lived away and all that. And I thought, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to be great. I'm going to be fine here. Yeah. You know, because I'm a very assertive person. But that man wasn't. And I learned from that story going... Please talk. Don't be afraid to engage and connect with someone yeah. who needs to and talk. And we're not afraid to talk. And we're not afraid to make a show of ourselves. No. We, we can do it more than other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And he sat there. He, he, and I've no problem if I talk to someone and you can see they, they don't want you to. I'm okay. That's all no, right. Too. It's great. You just feel they don't want to engage. They don't want to continue the you know conversation. I, I and you to, go, pull back now. You know, this, when I was low at the start of COVID, and obviously you can't say you're low because first world problems. I used to go to three supermarkets a day and I know we weren't allowed, I didn't go into them I would queue in Lidl yeah when I'd get to the top I'd pretend I'd forgotten my mask or something or my money and I'd head off go up to the next one Aldi up at the corner I'd queue for 20 minutes in that queue or 15 minutes in that queue mm-hmm. chat to the people before and after me the two yeah. litres so I wouldn't take a space because I was leaving went up to Tesco then about another 500 metres up the road queue there longer queue again chatted to people before and after me like that's the ravings of a mad woman. But I needed to get out the house. I needed to talk to people. Mm. And hopefully I brought something else to someone else's day. We need to talk. And I think that word connection is very important. Because yeah. I think there are good things that have come out of this. Yeah. Now, saying that, aside from people have lost loved ones in the middle of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, but it's, 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 a, it's a pandemic. The good things are that we've started to look at ourselves in a more positive way and realise... We don't need those things. We don't. We don't need those material things. The greatest gift things. is time to give it's someone. T- I got a call from someone in LA. Didn't recognise the number going, oh, not answering that. Rang again. Then the person texts, it's me, will you answer your phone? I went, haven't talked to this guy in years. Now I've seen him back and forth. And I thought what was lovely about it, he said, I'm on the beach here with my wife and the child, as you do in the middle of a pandemic in LA. He said, and I just turned and said to her, I said, I wonder how Joey Connor's doing. He lives in his own home. And he ran. And I thought that was lovely. Lovely. Just a connection. Because another day you might have desperately needed it. Uh, come and I reconnected with him and connected with loads of people. And I, I said to someone recently, uh, I rang them and I said, I just ring to have a chat. I go, come on, let's. I said, when this is over, it's not, this is not to stop. Because I've connected mm-hmm. with the most beautiful of people. I've had the most wonderful t- great, chats. Great, great. And I think you're right. We need to go, how are you doing? No, no, no. no. We also how need, are you We doing? also need Zen time as well. Oh, that's so important. So we also need to learn where to... I, I'm not great at that, but where to draw a line or where to draw a barrier or to say no as well. I've I've learned to say no. Have you? Because you wouldn't be good at that. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, You'd be oh, Jesus. so bad. I'm a dope. A dope. You'd Running be, myself to the, the ground. Fella, the, what do they call you? The young fella? Should they, yeah, yeah. No one would yeah. think you're tired. Any sign of the young fella. Uh, where, where's where's Peter Pan? Sure, he'd yeah, do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have the gym, son. You know, <laughs> I've, so I've learned recently, phone rings, I, I said, and without saying no, going, I'm not around, I can't do that. I might get you another time. Yeah. So the, to gently, you know, do it easy. Yeah. But you have to learn to say, no, need time for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so important. And then you're recharged because if you're not charged, you can't give any energy to someone else. Do you know what I learned also as well? Um, a, a colleague of mine rang me months and months ago, last year. said, Joey, 
I, I go to this guy to talk to him and he says a great help and I'm going to give you his number he might help you through your cancer uh, stuff and all that I said alright and I go I don't need to talk to anyone oh my god I'm fine sorry no 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 and I went actually look I'll give it a try so I rang this guy <laughs> called Joe Goffin Navin right and I said to my friend so what's it just go down to him okay Made an appointment. I went down to him. Met the, the most beautiful man. Is he a healer or a psychic? He, he is. Does cards, healing and spiritual stuff and all this. Okay. So he said to me, how are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm doing good, sir. I'm doing, I'm Joe. And he's Joe as well. Said, so what would you like? He said, you tell me. He said, I, I start all these cards. The heal of the hunt was, it was the most therapeutic thing to do, to talk to someone not to tell you you're going to win the lottery, you're going to do that show and you're going to get a nifty. Yeah, yeah. None of that. Because I said to him, I like the finer things in life, but I'm not materialistic. I could do without them. Yeah. I Money alone. Never had it, won't have it. I'm managing it. I'll always manage. All that aside, I said, oh, I know. He told me things about my biological parents. Wow. Absolutely. And I sat there, oh my God. Like... He said, are you a little bit unwell at the moment? Like going, sort of a little bit of cancer, you know. You're, oh, you're touch of the old sea. Ah, you know, you're, not, you're going to be grand. I said, what? He said, don't be, do, do what you're doing. You're doing great. I went, oh, all right. Lovely. No, I didn't take that. Like going, I'm going to be grand. No, no, no. Keep going with your program. Yeah, yeah. But those talks I've had with him, I continue every six to eight months. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I just And you could do them more regularly if needed? or If yeah, needed. Yeah, yeah. And I think... That aside, as you rightly pointed out, those chats are important. Yeah. And, and not to say, um, how are you? No, 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 no. How are you? Yeah. How are you doing? No, no. How are you doing? Yeah. Because it's a real brush. When you say it a second time. Yeah. With inflections going on, how are you doing? I had a healer reach out to me a few weeks ago. Really? We were moving house, so I was under pressure. And she offered me a session for free. Take it. She, oh, I did it. But she explained after that I bumped into her at something and my body was screaming across the room at her. Save me, save me, help me, help me, save me, save me. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, whatever. And But it was actually, I was about to combust. And she said, look, you're fine. You're tough. You're mm. great. Mm. She said, you have, you're, you're adrenally at zero. You're Absolutely. leached. You're exhausted, adrenally exhausted from what you're going through. And sure, she said, she said, but that, what did she say? If you think of a dry sponge that you find at the back of the sink that might be there for a year, you've forgot it and it's gone hard. Mm, she said, all you have to do is dip it in a dish of water. Dip it, dish it. I was going, isn't that lovely? And that's what it is. Yeah. That's, think I, of that I, analogy. I, said to her, I, I had said to her, I'm falling apart. Well, I felt like a rusty Brillo yeah, pad. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because the last time I went to that man, Joe, which was a good couple of months ago, when I walked in, he said, Oh my God, you are a different person. Now, I hadn't said or done anything. I went, really? Oh, I can see it. There's a light, there's a light there. Ah, yeah. I went, you can see colours and lights. And oh, everything. wonderful, wonderful. I went, really, Joe? Yeah. Oh my God, you're a different person. And we need those people to keep clearing their own chakras and stay. Yes. Because I, mean, I don't have that sensitivity. Yeah. I don't have that sixth sense. Yes. We have something. As actors, we have to be yes, we do. something. Yes, we do. We can't be our souls. We have to be open to everything. Yes. And even that, when you see, when nowadays, back to gay pride and stuff, when people going, I identify as this. I'm like, sure, I spent three years in drama school identifying as a tree. 
or identifying as playing, yeah. you know, this, that yeah. or the other or the Enchanted Forest or play the granny or, you know. So we're used to actually stepping outside the whatever. So if you told me tomorrow you identify as a leprechaun, I'd be like, does it make you happy? Brilliant. Go away. Move on. Off with you. you, do, you do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be yeah. gay, straight, black, white, whatever religious um, domination or just... You just have to go with it. And we tend to, I don't know whether it's an art thing, thinking, what, what will other people think? No, we no, no, no. Oh. Forget about oh. other people. Just do your thing. At least that's dying down a bit. Oh my God, that's easy enough. The neighbour thing is gone. People don't Nearly give a fuck anymore. We don't care. It's still not great in the countryside. All right. Small okay. villages, not great. Yeah, yeah. But, because um, there is still a bit of what the neighbours think. And that's, yeah, the that, curtain popping. Yeah, yeah a little, little bit. Yeah. But we need to drop that. Oh, but like a hot snot. We're just too old, too tired, too talented for yeah, all that yeah. crap going move on let's make our life a little bit better you know we will pick ourselves up because yeah. we have to because okay. we have more to give can we do a part two of this and a couple of months down the line I'm because sorry, I'm I, I went on a bit no you didn't yeah, no sorry. I'm just re- no you went on a bit Maris <laughs> me whole me whole oh me whole sure I did more talking than you did that's the problem <laughs> and actually I pulled up here outside today guys and I pulled down the window and I went I, I nearly cried going I'm so excited to see someone and chat meeting to someone. a person and not someone just at a till or not someone... No, sit down, engage. You know... Connect, converse. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. lads, I'll wrap this up now in a minute, but I hope I hope you got something out of this joyous human. And for God's sake, get your holes into the pantomime this coming 2021 December. The 28th of November. November we 28th of Sunday November. Sunday the 28th of November. 2021. Yeah. Right, have you anything else to say before we wrap up? No, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure and an honour to do this. Thank you so much. Told you. Isn't he fabulous? So get your tickets for the Panto. And he's also doing writing, which is great because I'd love to see what he has to write. And Mon Murphy is the person I couldn't think of who did the Panto with me in Cork years ago, Little Red Riding Hood. Elaine Carlisle and Mon Murphy shared a dressing room with me. And Naomi Daly was the other Little Red Riding Hood. She was fabulous too. We shared every second show. So those were the days. But uh, yeah, Joe Conlon, legend. Thank you for your time, Joe. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it around, screen grab, do all that kind of stuff, leave a review. If you didn't, um, the usual, shut your hole. And uh, see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.